Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. You all know me, I'm Melody, but today I have two insanely special guests hanging out with me who are looking at me right now on Zoom like I am crazy. I have my two sisters, Michelle Tabaroki and Debbie Saporta, hanging out on the podcast. Hey there. We are going to be talking all about how to embrace your age and how to just love it and be appreciative of it and do it gracefully. So I'm excited to dig into this topic, especially because the three of us, obviously, we're three different ages. We are not triplets. I know. I know. If you see the photos later, you think you will think that we are, but we are not. Um, I'm going to let my sisters give a little brief intro about themselves. And ladies, at the end of your intro, I want you to share one of your guilty pleasures with everybody and share your age too, please. Hello, my name is Michelle Tabaroki. I am happily married to the love of my life for 21 years. I have three teenage children and I own a dance fitness studio. My guiltiest pleasures are Netflix and YouTube. Can't get enough. What are you watching on Netflix, Michelle? Uh, I just finished Firefly Lane and started the third season of Shtizzle. Obsessed with Shtizzle. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet. So good. Thanks for the intro, Mish. Deborah, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Debbie. I'm 36 years old. Uh, I'm married. I have three children, ages seven, five, and two. Um, My full-time job, I work uh, in our family-owned business, very, very proudly. Um, And my guiltiest pleasure is I eat really, really healthy during the day. And at night when those kids are in bed, the chips come out. Ooh, I love those chips. Which which chips are you eating? I don't discriminate. Doritos, Ruffles, they're all good. Kettle the jalapeno. The jalapeno kettle cooked oh. is ridiculous. And my I know you always talk about those. I still haven't tried them. Oh, that's my guilty pleasure, like to the point where the kids have to come and like grab it out of my hands because I tell them I'd like to live a healthy lifestyle and then I have jalapeno chips. So they're they're not too pleased. But thank you for the intro, Deb. Um, My guilty pleasure is watching the Arrowverse. Arrow. Does anyone watch the Green Arrow here? I love that show so much. I can't get enough of it while I wa- while I eat my jalapeno chips. So that's my guilty pleasure. I'm 43 years old. And the reason we're sharing our ages is because our topic today is all about age. And I'm literally just going to dive in. We're going to have a conversation about this. We're going to get super raw and honest. And I hope that those of you listening can take something away from this, uh, can learn something new and, and, you know, find a way to fall in love with your age. So I have a question for you ladies. I I really do find that there's so much more of a stigma with aging when it comes to women. I don't feel like men have that same pressure. Like you will always hear, uh, you know, when a man, his hair is graying, it makes him more handsome and more distinguished. And and like you always hear positive traits when it comes to men 
getting older. And when it comes to women getting older, we're constantly scrutinizing every wrinkle, every gray hair. Um, Why is that? Why do you guys think that happens with women? And how can we change it? How can we change it? And feel free. uh, Deb, do you have something to say on that topic? I, I can feel you bubbling. It's media, right? Media is what makes us believe that the older we get, um, we need to make those fine lines that we have disappear or we need to um, continue exercising so that we we look as good as we did in our 20s. We, I think we need to shift that and you shouldn't be, for example, exercising to look fitter, but you should be doing it to feel stronger. Um, with men, it's, it was always about exercise to be stronger. Um, the more lines they have on their face, the better they look, the more handsome they are. Just like you said, the grayer their hair is, um, the more handsome they look. Whereas with us, I don't know if you guys all remember in lockdown, you know, all of our grays were coming out and we were all freaking out. Let me run to the drugstore. Let me get some hair color, cover up these grays. Why is that? It's You're so it doesn't, you know, no, you're so right on that. And our dad has like the fullest head of gray hair and everyone always looks at him and says, it suits you so much. And you're so, you know, you, you get better with age. You're this, like, he's always getting compliments on his age. I've never heard anyone compliment me for my full head of gray hairs. Like when my hair, gray hairs are growing in and people point it out to me, it's never done in a positive way. I'd love for someone to tell me like, good for you for rocking the grays, you know, but that is not messaging that really we hear. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts, Matt? Um, it's definitely cliche, um, what Debbie said, and it's definitely true that it's the media. Um, if I'm going to go a little bit farther back into our, I guess, I can't remember, I I don't know how to say the words. If, if you kind of go back into the primal part of humanity, um, youth is looked as virility, especially for a woman. So when you are youthful looking, when you um, look like you are of childbearing age, you are more attractive. And the media has just capitalized on this the last hundred years. Um, And men are and and I hate to say this because I I do feel like a very empowered feminist woman, but if you go far back into our ancestors' times, men are the ones that are supposed to be taking care of women, and they are, and and that's why when they're gray, it's a little bit more attractive to us. We, it's innate. When I, when my husband started getting gray, I innately loved it. And just like you said, during Corona, when migraines were coming out, I could not get to the hair color in the drugstore fast enough because it was just, it just made me feel a lot older. Um, And Debbie touched on something that was so important. I mean, obviously, because I'm in um, fitness, I feel differently about exercise, 
But one of my favorite, favorite quotes, um, and I really wish more people would understand this, is that exercise is a celebration of what your body can do, not a punishment for what you ate. Um, I think that too many women punish themselves. And I will admit that I did that when I was postpartum with all three of my kids. And I felt that I have to quickly get back to what I was because I would look at other women, either in my community or stars or whatever, and you would see that they would bounce back. And I was so frustrated with myself. And I definitely punished myself. Um, It's taken me all these years, my youngest is 14, to understand that it's not important uh, to exercise, to lose weight. And I tell this to all of my students now, we exercise to feel good. We exercise to, to release the endorphins, strong. to be strong. It's so and, important uh, to be strong. I have mandatorily had to stop exercise for the last eight days. And I can't tell you what it's doing for my, my brain. And it has to become a part of our repertoire. And, and we have to stop punishing ourselves for looking a certain way and saying, oh, well, you know, I ate that bag of chips. Now I'm going to do an extra half hour. That, that's not how it works. The bag of chips is self-care. I strongly, strongly believe that. Absolutely. Like living a, you know, without feeling like we're limit limiting ourselves. I think with all things, when we start feeling limitations where we're constricted, we're not expansive. So uh, all really good, good points, Mitch. And I think like, it's important for us to talk about the fact that these are things that, you know, like Deb said, running to the drugstore for the hair dye, like me too. I did it too. But like, it's important for us to admit those things. And like, if we're going to be empowered women uh, who embody gracefully aging, embracing our age, all those things that we want to pass down to our daughters and our next generation of women, it's important to talk about it and actually ask ourselves what we're willing to maybe change. Because you guys have both said it's the media um, and we know it. If we know it and we're aware of it, why do we hold space for it? Why do we accept it? And, and I think all of us as women do that on some level. And, and a lot of it is subconscious and some of it is conscious, like what we're discussing here today. So uh, I'd love to I know. Do have, sorry, I do have one yeah. other thing to add. Sure. Um, something that I'll never forget. I was uh, 17 or 18 years old. I worked at The Gap and I was working in the fitting rooms. And this lovely lady, I don't know how old she was. She was probably in her 50s. Um, she came to try on jeans. And uh, she brought in a few sizes and she came out and asked me what my opinion was on the jeans. And I said, oh, I think you can size down, go, go a size down. It, it fits you really well. And she said, I don't want to size down. Uh, I'm going to Israel and I want to eat a lot of falafel. So if the bigger size is what's going to fit me and it's going to make me happy to eat those falafels, I'm going to do it. And mm, wow. that. I really love that. I just, it, we don't have to be a certain size. We just, just be happy. If, if, if one week or one month or one year, year, you want to eat all the falafel and all the pizza, if that's what feels good to you, 
I think it's okay sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And she seems super excited about it. And that's a story. Look at you. Like you were a teenager, right? When you were working at the gap and look at the impression that story left on you. We need more stories like that. No, we're not telling everyone to go out and eat a million falafels every single day. No, I'm not. Yeah. Like, but for health purposes, I'm not talking about weight and things like that, but but the fact that she knew she was going on vacation and she was giving herself that grace. And again, the fact that Deb, that left a mark on you. And I love that it did. And I love that you're sharing that story still today, so many years later. We need more women like that, right? Like we need to all show up in that way too, with a little more just like, oh my God, not so much like weight of what we should do and how we should behave and how we should look, all of it. It's so it's so draining. It's and I also, I also think, um, at least with the people I follow on social media, a lot of these nutritionists, they are talking a lot more about intuitive eating. You yeah. want the bag of chips, eat the bag of chips, balance your life. If you deprive yourself of, um, the foods that you love to eat, you're just going to end up binging just everything in moderation. Totally. I, I couldn't say more. I couldn't. Un- unfortunately, I don't think enough people understand that because it's the year 2021 and people are still following fad diets. People are still um, going from one extreme to the other, saying, My diet starts tomorrow, so I'm going to eat everything in my fridge right now. And I, what I wish that people would understand is that you can't, you you can't do that to yourself and think that you can get away with it. It's about a lifestyle. And I think it's not just about eating that will get you to a goal, but it's, it's a lifestyle of everything in moderation. And I really truly wish, and I say this to my younger sisters, I wish that I had believed this when I was younger and I wish that I understood that things take time and um, eating in moderation, exercising in moderation, living your best life in moderation, You going from one extreme to the other just doesn't work. It's human nature to want to do that, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we hear these ideas like this is something I hear and have heard forever and ever. Like it's all downhill after X, Y, Z age. It's all downhill after 40. It's all downhill after 50. And I'm like so tired of hearing those things because I don't know about you guys. I'm in my early forties. I've never felt better. Um, While yes, like certain things have changed, like visibly changed. And I, and I must embrace and accept them. Like I can't read (laughs) the back of my lipstick anymore. I just can't do it. Uh, Certain things are changing. Right. But, but internally I have never, ever, ever felt better than I do today. Even physically it's, you know, sometimes I don't even believe it, but I feel stronger and more capable than I did in my teens, you know? So, so I, I want us to change this narrative of it's all downhill after whatever age. And, you know, how about you guys? Like, do do you share that sentiment of feeling better now than you did in, in your younger years? And if so, why? Oh my God. Yes. You know, that saying that they say, um, 
youth is wasted on the young. Mm, I can honestly, honestly, I have more energy at this age. I have more strength at this age. I have more will at this age. I want to do so many things. There just isn't enough time for those things. And um, I think when you're young, you feel like you'll have your entire life in front of you. So there's always time to do those things. And not to say I'm over the hill, but I, I just feel like I want to do so much. There are so many meals I want to cook. There are so many places I want to go. There are so many things that I want to experience. And definitely, definitely, um, we don't realize that when we're young. And we don't appreciate our bodies when we're young. I'm going to go off on a little tangent. Um, I have two teenage girls and one teenage boy. And our dinner conversation last night, which made me so sad, was about um, certain people that we know whose parents have told them that very soon you are going to have a nose job or you need to do this or you need to do that. And I mean, we're sisters and we know the family that we grew up in. Our parents never criticized our appearance. They never criticized our weight. They they didn't make us feel like that. And I I can't believe that in this day and age, there are parents that are not educated or empowered enough to empower their children. And I said to my girls, you know, like, no matter what you look like, that's, that's the person that you are. Like, you need to embrace the person that you are because that's your body forever. And going and altering all these things. I mean, we see the Kardashians that look so different now than they did 10 years ago. It hurts my heart. And and one of these shows that I was just recently watching, I was more focused on the fact that the star of the show looks not like herself anymore because she's had so much work done. I, I just wish that this stigma would just, I feel like it's getting worse. We're more educated as human beings and it's getting worse. People are messing with their bodies and their faces a lot more. So actually, a couple of weeks ago, I individually called you both. And I asked you both, uh, what is your skincare regimen? What do you do? Do you go and get all these? uh, Do you go and get all these peels and facials and blah, blah, blah done? And uh, you know, you both shared your opinions with me. And then, Mish, you said something to me that really stuck with me. You were like, I don't want to alter anything on my face. I like my fine lines. My lines show that I had a good life. My lines show that I'm I'm smiling a lot. What's wrong with that? I'm going to embrace them. And it's so nice and it's so refreshing to have heard you say that, that Let's just embrace aging. What's wrong with it? There's there's literally nothing wrong with it. We're we're stronger than we were when we were younger in the mind. Um, we know so much more than we did know in our twenties or in our teen years. We should we should be celebrating that. You know, absolutely. That's 
So beautifully said. And, you know, not everyone has the blessing of being able to age, right? Like we are here, we are, we are among the living and every single day is a gift. That is, that is really at the crux of all this. That's what helps me when I start feeling overwhelmed by the aging process and being in a different phase of my life. I'm like, do I realize that this is the greatest gift I could have is each morning to crack my eyes open and to be gifted with another day? Everything else is okay. Like when we change our perspective on life and on living and on aging, uh, it gives us it gives us a glimpse into what's truly important. Like what's really, really important. And that's one way that I, you know, I think we all have these inner tools. We have these inner tools that we get to use all the time. And anyone who listens to this podcast or is part of our community knows that I think a, a shift in perspective. Uh, is always is always a gift. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So find another way to look at this whole process. Don't get me wrong, though. I do love looking my best. I, I do love taking care of myself, taking care of my skin, taking care of my hair, doing my makeup. I I don't want to downplay the fact that There are parts of me that unfortunately or fortunately are superficial. Um, But I think that's also a beautiful thing. I I like to look my best. And I remember my mother telling me as a young teenager that you should always go out with lipstick at least. Always just because it just kind of brightens your day. Brightened for me anyways. Um, So I, I don't think it's wrong to want to look good. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but no, it should I, mean, not... I think that's how you embrace, that's how you embrace your age, right? Like that's one of the ways that you, Michelle, embraces your age. Like, why not? Of course, there, I, I don't think there's any shame in wanting to look nice and taking care of yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking at your reflection in the mirror. You want to feel good about yourself. Those things are not bad things. I think we just don't want them to define us because right. those things will change. I don't like it when people say looks will fade, looks will fade. I don't, I don't like the way that sounds. There's this quote that looks will fade, but it's oh. what's inside that counts, but it's not even that like we are going to change. Our outer appearance is going to change. So it's okay to rock that whatever it may be, right? As long as we're not constantly comparing ourselves physically to a past version of ourselves that has evolved and no longer exists in what we see as our reflection today. Right? Well, in some societies, age is looked very, very positively on. Um, you know, you have gray hair, you have fine lines. It just means that you're wiser. You've been around for longer. Yep, 100%. I'd rather not have the gray hairs, but you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Deb, what's something you love about being your age? Tell us your age again and tell like, what's something you love about your age or, or about who you've been able to evolve into at this age that you weren't 10 years ago? Um, I'm 36 and I do, I do love this age. I think I love this age because I feel like I have a clear uh, direction where my life is going. I'm settled. Um, you know, I've, I've 
had the child, the amount of children that I, I want to have. Um, I've got my husband, we've got our home, I've got my job, uh, everything. I've kind of like, it's taken all these years to put these things into place that, that of things that I really wanted. And now it's just like, okay, go live your life with these stepping stones that you've created. I can't say that in my twenties, I had that or in my teen years, I had that. So I feel like this decade is the first decade where I really feel like I'm me. Uh, I feel accomplished, you know, so that feels really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and what about the wisdom that's come with that? Tons of wisdom because so many life experiences, so many life experiences that I've had that have uh, forced me to become stronger, to become more confident. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I really wouldn't. Love it. Love it. How about you, Miss? Um, well, definitely, definitely more confident. Uh, the other night we were having a family dinner with our extended family and I said something about me being an introvert and everyone started laughing at me. And it's really funny, these perceptions that we have of ourselves, the perception that I have of myself is that I'm an introvert and that I am shy um, because those are the things that I was when I was an introvert and shy, I guess. But with the help of my father, who really actually pushed me to talk because I I used to not want to talk to people uh, and pushed me into doing things that scare me, I guess I have become, as others perceive, an extrovert and more talkative and more confident in the things that I have to say. I used to freak out in school if I had to lift up my hand to answer something. My heart would race and I'd start sweating because I was so scared that whatever was going to come out of my mouth might be wrong. There was also the English barrier because English was my second language for so many years. Um, But I don't feel like that anymore. I, I feel, I feel, I do feel a lot more confident in my own skin. I have embraced all those things about myself that I actually hated as a youngster and as a teenager. Um, Yeah, I, 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 I feel I feel a lot better about myself now than I did. And this is why I say youth is wasted on the young because yeah. I so wish at the age of 12, 13, 14, 18, I could see myself now and say, wow, look, look what's going to happen. Yeah, no, there's so much. There's so much growth that happens. And, you know, I, I always ask myself this because, as you know, my greatest goal and mission is to introduce young girls to their superpowers as young as possible. So the question I always ask myself is is how, you know, obviously we can't give our children and girls the experience of, of age, the experience and wisdom that comes with age, but how do we set them up? Like, how do we set them up? How do we set them up so that they too can embrace every age that they're at and embrace every stage that they're at. You know, when, 
when you're young, you're constantly looking to get older. Like my daughters are 14 right now. They'll be 15 in May. And whenever they hear hear me say that they're 14, they both jump in and they're like, no, we're 15. We're 15. So it's like, like when we're younger, we're always trying to get to the next phase and the next level. And when we're older, we're hiding from our age and like not wanting to announce our age, which I want to change up completely because I want us to get to a point where people so proudly, so proudly share their age um, because what an accomplishment it is, you know, to again, to, to age and to grow. Not everyone gets that opportunity. So how, how do we change it up, guys? Well... Mel, I think, um, I think we need to understand that you don't have to find all your super tools and superpowers when you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. You're an evolving person. So as you age, you will accumulate more superpowers and more tools to help you cope with life in your life. Look at, look at our father. Um, he's my biggest role model and hero in the whole entire world. And I think a big reason for that is because he's consistently embracing his age. And for him, age is really, really nothing but a number. He, he is fit and he is sharp. always learning. Same with our mom. She's, you know, she's always trying to improve and, um, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought mom up because I, I I really wanted to talk about like the example that she has set for us as a woman, you know, moving more and more into herself as the years go by. Like I know from my experience, I've never heard mom put herself down. Ever. You know, ever, never, ever, never watched mom look in the mirror ever. And I talk about this all the time and say something mean to herself and be mean to herself. And we are so lucky that we had that example. That being said, like when I was, you know, in my younger years, and this is no reflection of mom or dad, it's a reflection of just my own experiences in the world. I, I always share, like, I really struggled to look in the mirror. I, I didn't like myself. I, I wasn't proud of myself. I didn't think I had anything to offer the world. Like I had a tough time. Now imagine if, if I didn't have a mom who was setting that example, you know, where, where, she like, this is, this is, you know, just a testament to the role that mothers do play in shaping their daughters. So yes, while I had my own experiences, I also had a mom who was kind to herself and good to herself. And you remember that. Yeah. You remember that. That's important. And and you know something, I think um, there is no value to what our daughters are watching. My daughters are a bit older than your daughters. Um, I really do think that they have a good level of confidence, a lot more confidence than I did at their age. And I am going to attribute, I don't know, Mel, for you, but for myself, I think the lack of confidence that I had growing up was had nothing to do with my mother but had a lot to do with where I was growing up. I was a Middle Eastern, dark-skinned, dark-haired girl growing up in 
a community where the girls were not Middle Eastern and dark skinned. And it's funny because now looking back on it, I know that those girls were always looking at me and saying, wow, I love the color of your skin. Oh my God, this, oh my God, that. But I always took it negatively. I, I wanted to be like them. Mm-hmm. And it, it only, it, it took me until getting to college where um, I guess I was a little bit more diversified in the people that I was meeting to really embrace, wow, I actually really love the color of my skin. I really, really do. I love who I am. I love my heritage. Um, I think that had a lot to do with my personal feelings of not feeling good enough about myself because I just looked so different. Different and obviously growing up in the 80s, who did you see in all the ads? Blonde hair, blue eyed, Chrissy Teigen. Was that her name? Frankly, no, yeah. wasn't that speaking to someone else? <laughs> Frankly, like you know, all these beautiful blonde bombshells, and there, there was no person that looked like me back then. Yeah. So, I, I think that had a lot to do with it, and and our mom, amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and and you know, I, I think I think I think we've all got like we're we're really blessed with just. Um, understanding. And and I think we all understood this from a really young age that we are the creators of our own reality. And like, we, I don't think any of us ever took life passively, right? Like we, we always knew that we can write our own script and figure out who we want to be and step into that woman. And I think that that's a really important thing here too. And, and just something that I wrote down on my notes is, is to age gracefully, to age gracefully and to embrace yourself at every stage of life um, is to really like dwell in a place of passion, you know, to dwell in a place of doing the things that light you up and doing more and more and more of them as we get older. And Miss, you were talking about how like there aren't enough hours or there aren't enough days. I mean, I'd like to reframe that and say that there are, and there always will be and everything in good timing. Um, But, but as we get older to really step in more into the things that make us excited to be alive. Yeah. That's what keeps you young, right? Those passions are exactly what keep you young. Yeah. So I would say that's a big one for me. I do want to share the fountain of youth though. Tell us. And I, I promise it has nothing to do with what I do for a living, but um, maybe a little bit. Moving your body and exercising are so important, but not as important as moving your body and exercising in the way that sparks joy. Um, I personally hate with a passion anything that has to do with a stationary bike I cannot understand why anyone would do such a thing but there are millions of people that love stationary bike and and the peloton and all that so you have to find because I I think that it's so underrated exercise is so underrated you have to find the exercise that makes you happy. For me, it's dance fitness. I mean, I 
it's as you guys know, it's my biggest passion in the world. Um, and because of that, I move my body every day. If for some people, it might be yoga. For some people, it might be running. Whatever it is, you have to do something physical with your body every single day. And I promise you, Melody's making faces at me, <laughs> but I promise you, it is the fountain of youth because if you stop moving your body, you stop you stop your your brain stops working. I'm telling you this from someone who hasn't exercised in eight days. I exercise every day of my life. It there's something to be said about it. And humans are not meant to be sedentary. And the lifestyle that we have right now, unfortunately, with um working from home and so many of us on our computers and iPads and phones and all that, we're, we're living a sedentary life. And that's not what humans were meant to live. We are meant to do physical labor. We are meant to move. We are meant to squat. We are meant to do all those things. So if I could give this information to my younger self, I've been exercising my whole life, but I have had a lot of stops and starts along the way. It makes a world of difference. Love it. Sleep better. You digest food better. For sure. Your skin is better. Debbie, that's the other thing. I know. I sweat daily and and my skin, it says thank you. And drink water. And drink water. Drink loads and loads and loads of water. Yeah. Yes. Well, when you sweat, you have no choice but to drink loads of water. Sure. Fountain oh. of youth. Fountain okay. of youth, my friend. And I make funny faces because anyone who knows me knows. <laughs> I struggle with an exercise routine. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe Misha's right. Maybe you just haven't found what speaks to you. You know what it is? If I had to be super honest about it, I just don't create space for it because I'm doing other things that I'm loving. I'm that loving it so much true. that I, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it is like, I love yoga. I love yoga, but I don't make space for it in my life because I'm doing the other things that I also love. So I, I just need to. Well, in I'm moderation, my friend, in yeah. moderation, in moderation. It doesn't, I just wanted to say, Mish, for you, for you, your self-care is exercising every single day. And that's amazing, but it doesn't, you don't have to exercise every day, but you do have to make time for it. So Mel, I challenge you ah. to pick three, three days a week where you make space for it. Okay. I do it. Okay. You're right. You're not wrong. I hear this from my husband all the time. I know. Your husband makes your husband made space for it. Oh my God. Did he ever? ever. Every time I walk by the living room, he's working out. I admire that. I really do. I wish I I wish I had more time to exercise. I, I actually also do enjoy it, but I definitely don't enjoy the dance fitness like Mish. I've got my own. My own. Everyone's got to have their thing. Like I do love a nice, like brisk walk outside with James, you know, so (laughs) so, (laughs) there are, there are. But see that, that's, that's perfect. That is one of the easiest. Like I need to put it in my sketch. What you have to say to yourself, what you have to say to yourself, and this is what I often tell people, tell yourself you're going to do something for 15 minutes. You can do anything for 15 minutes. Yeah. And now that the weather I promise you nice once here. the 15 minutes are over, you're going to say, ah, you know what? I, I could do another 15 minutes. 
Totally. We are just having so much fun, like on this zoom, because we're all making faces at each other. And like, I'm so grateful to my sisters, truly my best friends in the world, my mentors. No, really, like, I'm so blessed to have you both as as female inspirations in my life. And, And I learn and I grow so much from having the opportunity to have you, to have you both. So I'm so grateful. Likewise, Melody, likewise. I'm so grateful. Honestly, I do love having two older sisters. <laughs> and I, no, I'm not. No, no, no. I want to tell you, I'm not saying that to be funny. There have been a lot of times in my life where I felt like the younger sister in, in terms of maturity. <laughs> um, but you guys like sometimes like bring me back. And both of you are are my biggest teachers. And there is absolutely no value to that, honestly. Also, very wise. Guess what? You You guys show me what there is to look forward to, which is so, 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 so much. If I could. Yeah, we're just getting out of hand over here with the dancing. See, we're exercising as. We're, we're exercising as we, and what my, what my sisters don't know is that the gentleman who works on my podcasts for me will see this whole podcast. Oh God almighty. <laughs> so all the fun things we've been doing, he, he gets to see, but anyways, anyways, basically I love you both. Thank you love for being you. here. Thanks for having us. Sharing all of your wisdom with our listeners and for all of you amazing people who are part of the Girl Life community, join us in our Facebook group, The Business of Empowering Girls Impact Plus Profit, where, again, we're all about finding a way for this generation of women to empower the next. I love you all, and I can't wait to hang out with you soon. Thanks again, Michelle and Debbie. Bye. Love you. Thanks for having us. 